Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo4j, and here I am again recording another Neo4j podcast. And um, tonight I'm joined by someone uh, from uh, Columbus, Ohio, in, uh, in the US, and um, that's Jeffrey Miller. Jeffrey, uh, you work for ICC, but you've been doing lots of interesting work with, uh, with uh, Neo4j, and I'd love to uh, have you introduce yourself to our audience, if that's okay. Sure. I'm Jeffrey Miller. I'm an IT consultant in Columbus, Ohio. I've been developing business software for clients for over 20 years now, and I work for Information Control Company, or ICC, and I uh, really enjoy working with Neo4j and, and exploring its possibilities. Yeah. Hey, Jeffrey, can you tell us a little bit of how you, how you got into Neo4j? You know, what, what's your history there? I know you were looking at graphs even before you knew what they were called, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had uh, been really interested in knowledge management for a long time and, and capturing organizational knowledge that seems to fall through the cracks when someone leaves uh, a company or, uh, or gets reassigned to another group or all the stuff that doesn't get written down. And I had been journaling about uh, a system that could possibly model all of these things, uh, whether it's system dependencies and how they relate to other parts of the system or information and content. And so through the course of many years of imagining and, and building prototypes, uh, unfortunately, some of the prototypes were in crude tools like Microsoft Access, if you can imagine that. Uh, very painful. But when I found out about Neo4j and how it can model the relationships between anything you want, uh, I was very excited. And so in 2014, I downloaded it and uh, began experimenting with it and was able to apply it at a client that I was at just a few months later and to model dependencies in their systems uh, to facilitate some changes that needed to uh, have that information available. What was the original use case that attracted you? Uh, do you remember? Or, um... Well, um, the uh, system was a web application and it um, we had lots of developers working on it and there were uh, it was kind of a hectic pace to get it delivered and at the last minute the uh, the tech lead team decided to bring in a designer to fix all of the styles that we developers had been mangling for months and uh, in order to make it easier for the, the designer, I said, hey, if we throw all this in a graph database, uh, the graph database, I can tell you what uses which style sheets and and those kind of things. And then I expanded that further to model the rest of the system as well, uh, all the different web application assets and how they all work together. And I even uh, spoke uh, at a conference or two on that topic. I called it uh, six degrees of Devon, how graph databases can save your bacon. <laughs> That's a great title. Fantastic. And it's, it's really the dependency management uh, within a software system. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, there's that. And I've also used it to model relationships between accounts. Um, at a uh, client that I work at presently, a few a couple years ago, we were given uh, a set of accounts that were thought to be duplicates. And as I explored the relationships within the data, I saw that it wasn't just one-to-one, -one, it was one-to-many oftentimes. And in order to really understand it, I imported that into the Neo4j and found some cases where it was more of a false positive on it being a duplicate because 
Uh, one example that I found was uh, a burial vault had been matched up with a hair salon and I said, in both cases, you're getting your hair done, but in one case, you really don't care at all, so. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that example. Really, really great. So, so what attracted you, uh, and, and why did you get into this, this then, uh, Jeffrey? I mean, I, I think I, I kind of get uh, why the use cases that you just mentioned would benefit from it, but was there anything that really sort of like sparked your imagination uh, when you first heard about this uh, type of technology? Yeah, I like I said, I'd been interested in knowledge management, and I, I really wanted a system that could model connections between anything and anything else. Uh, I had a, a product idea, and, and Neo4j is way better than, than anything I imagined, but uh, you know, I wanted to describe just about anything. I came up with a new, a new term for like a particle of, of knowledge, I called it a noton. So before I knew about nodes, they were notons in, in my journal. So, uh, you know, it was just a way to describe something that you could connect to anything else. And eventually I discovered graphs and graph databases and it all clicked. Fantastic. And then and, and, uh, was there a, a particular set of tools that you then used with Neo4j? Was it more .NET focused or what was it? Uh, how do you, what, what type of uh, environment have you, have you been using Neo4j in? Well, I really enjoy using the browser. I, I use it quite a bit. And by the browser, I mean the Neo4j browser. It's very uh, well done. And um, I've also integrated it with some wiki tools. Um, I use JavaScript and some uh, hacks to integrate a single page wiki, which is TiddlyWiki, uh, with the Neo4j browser so I can define the content in the wiki and then, you know, push it into the graph model uh, in Neo4j. And that's been a really fun experiment. I've also used it uh, with C Sharp, uh, the C Sharp interface with tools like LinkPad, which gives me the ability to uh, quickly uh, input whatever data I want because you know you get the power of C sharp and and the link libraries to uh, look at text files or databases or anything that you really want to digest cool well we should put some um, some links to those tools uh, in the transcription of the podcast uh, Jeffrey that would be great if, if that's at all possible sure absolutely so so where, where do you see this going uh, Jeffrey you know what 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 does the future hold in uh, in 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 your mind uh, for for yourself for the industry for the project you know what, what what do you think is uh, around the corner well the thing that really excites me about graph based systems is that it it allows you to model things that normally would be closed off from each other for example, in the software development process, you have quality assurance teams, you have development teams, you have uh, the project management of all of that. And I see Neo4j as being a great integrator of all these concepts that never talk to each other under normal circumstances. I think even organizationally within a company, you know, you have large enterprises like big banks, uh, big companies you've got so many people that they don't even know who knows what else they need to know. You know, there's a big gap between the knowledge that is possessed within the company, subject matter experts, and then getting in contact with other people that could benefit from their knowledge and, and have a good exchange uh, in the community. So I think Neo4j in my mind, what it really inspires me is being able to cross boundaries that normally wouldn't be crossed. You see that with 
uh, recommendation systems. I think you see that with, uh, you know, connecting new data sources for fraud detection, those kind of things. But I think really uh, Neo4j excels at just modeling flexibly anything that you want to pull together. And that's always challenging when you have, uh, you know, groups that don't normally talk to each other and now they have to talk to each other and kind of cough up their data. But when you start to see that put into a single system, uh, then it's really a powerful concept. I couldn't agree more. It's like linking the, the missing links, right? The, the links between different silos that uh, we always suspected that were there, but now we actually are able to, to kind of make them explicit and, and understand them, isn't it? Yes, and I I modeled that in a in a graph gist. Uh, it's been posted on Neo4j's website. I was really thrilled with that. It's called the Software Development Process Model. So I took a topic that I'm familiar with, which is software development, and and my experiences with that, and and created a a small model to demonstrate what can be uh, what benefit can be had. Yeah, fantastic. We'll put uh, links to that one as well uh, in the transcription for sure, right? Hey Jeffrey, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, for coming online and uh, and taking the time to um, to, uh, to, to to talk to me about all this. Uh, it's been great chatting to you, and uh, I hope that uh, we'll uh, we'll get an opportunity to meet someday and to uh, to talk more about this stuff in real life. Yeah, I'd be thrilled to uh, get to a Graph Connect uh, in an upcoming future and meet you and Michael Hunger and and some of the other folks that I've been able to talk to over the time. Yeah, that would be great. It's, uh, it's actually September 20th, right? We're, we're doing the New York uh, Graph Connect uh, just after summer. So uh, mark your great. calendar. Great, I'll put that on my calendar. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. It was, it's been great talking to you. All right, thank you. All right.